0: With traffic, errands, and parking, cars can be a chore. But a great car can be an adventure, a getaway, and a prized possession. Whatever your budget
1: or family require, there's a car out there you'll love. We're here to help you find it. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Terrible things happen when you tell the universe that you'd like to buy two old luxury sedans terrible, terrible things happen.
0: See, I never know where you're going to start. Yeah, so this is, well, This is I funny. you know you're right. Uh,
1: last, actually, the last time we, we saw each other was, was yesterday, because Paul and I see each other a lot. Nick Griot, our friend from Griot's Garage, yes. one of our great sponsors, yes. just sent a random text and said, hey guys, I know you're looking for a cheap Phaeton. There's one down the block from us and all the links.
0: <laughs> so then Paul and I are standing over going, hmm, I wonder about it, the It went so far as we're already the, planning hmm. on after the acquisition what to do with it. And we're all not bad. even there yet. All bad. We're nowhere uh, close. The, the, the point here is
1: we have a GoFundMe going on right now that is about getting those cars. We want to get them as cheap as possible, and you guys are going to help us get them because we had this crazy idea, and you guys said, "Let us help." So that is a go GoFundMe page that is growing wonderfully. It, we actually have are, have almost reached the place. This is what's crazy. We've almost reached the place where I could go out and get a Phaeton. Which we're trying to figure right out uh, if that's going to happen and this early. this one was the right car. We chase out the, we'll we'll oh, see. Five, we'll
0: see. Low miles, relatively speaking. Relatively speaking, speaking yes. And good price. And you, many of but you so, have started sending both, as a matter of fact. you sending XJRs and Phaetons. You're sending us links, and which is thank great. thank you. We're just not quite ready to pull the trigger on we're, anything. We're, we're the, trying the dollars be, aren't there Yeah, yet. we're
1: trying to be not ahead of ourselves conservative yeah. until we actually can get these cars. But, but again, if they're money pits... When they're money pits. If they're money pits, uh, getting them on camera, all that kind of stuff is stuff that show is going to actually pay for. And then theoretically, we're giving these cars away. I say theoretically because honestly, the audience might not want them. But, but theoretically, they will run. Truly. We will will give them away. Bring your
0: own trailer if necessary. Exactly. Really. We're going to go back
1: to the dawn of bring a trailer. You have to bring a trailer. Yes, for sure. They might run.
0: They might not. They might not. People want them and then want to pour money into a project because you, Add extra money. Who knows?
1: Yeah, that happens all the time. So so that is going on. The GoFundMe is going on. uh, On the Amazon, by the way, Uh, Season 5 is out on Amazon. Uh, Episode 6 is going to be added to that in a a week or 10 days or so, so I'll keep you informed on that. Happy Friday to you, by the way. Yeah. Happy Labor Day weekend to you. We hope you have a great weekend. We've recorded this a little bit early. We hope you are getting some time off. We are uh, doing a little travel and getting some time off as well. But while we're talking about Amazon, do me a favor. Rate the show on Amazon. If you've watched it, rate it on Amazon. We've got a couple ratings already. Rate that new season. By the way, when you find Everyday Driver on Amazon, uh, you would probably do this part on your computer. But when you find it there, you probably will be looking at season one. Make sure you do the, the drop-down menu to actually look at season five and rate season five. We would love those ratings. Yeah, they matter. For sure, for sure. They help the al- Amazon algorithm, help other people find it. You wouldn't, you'd be surprised because I keep being surprised. You listening would be surprised how many people have found this podcast and everything we do because they found the show on Amazon.
0: Which is amazing. It's very cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of Amazon, Season 3, Episode 3, was our review of the Honda Civic Type R. And Honda generously just gave us the 2019 car. Mm -hmm. And that review, that single fast blast, has now dropped on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So be sure to check that out. And if you want to see a fuller episode in comparison to other Hot Hatches or the other most notable. Yeah, the focus R S. Yeah. Focus R S. Please go watch that on Amazon as well. But yes, hopefully that you catch a, that YouTube review as well. Yeah.
1: The YouTube review obviously just dropped yesterday. We'd love your commentary on that. But the the episode Paul's talking about is free on Prime. So you can go there and you can find it. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that as
0: well. The Belgian Grand Prix is up on us. And the only reason I mention that is because a month from this recording, we're going to be leaving for our yeah. pilgrimage trip, yeah, and we all wish we wish you all could be with us mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if that is you know, something you've been considering. We would love to see next year it is going to be a regular thing. We hope to announce more events for 2020. Mm-hmm. We're still working on the East coast meetup at this point. We have not announced anything officially. I know there's various threads on discord going around and people well, are already making plans. It's, it's happening. So it's happening 25. Keep, keep 27 in mind. We haven't announced officially anything
1: yet though. It's happening in Atlanta. We, these things are known. What's not known is the itinerary that is still being locked in, but 25 to 27 October in the Atlanta area that we know beyond that. I mean, Atlanta's big. So beyond that, there's well, nothing yes. official and I, I, you can't really I'm talking about yet.
0: itinerary. I'm talking about yes, you know, I agree. what exactly we're all going to be doing. All of that's coming you know, soon. We, we don't promise. have our plane tickets quite yet. This but is we're true there. as well. We
1: are getting there. Actually, that relates to a question somebody actually asked. I, I should jump down there right now because we happen to stumble into it. For the East Coast meetup, Fast Lane Motorsports asked, Fast Line Motorsports, I'm sorry, on Instagram, are we bringing our own cars and tracking them? No, we are not. Oh, we are yeah. not driving. No. Can you imagine me driving to Atlanta in the Elise? No, I think you'd you'd
0: be in a heap. I about love that car, Arkansas.
1: You'd be I, in I a love heap. I love that car. I've been driving in a lot of late. The weather's been perfect. I've had the yeah. top off. I love that car, and I cannot picture that
0: reality. Ouch. <laughs> well, guys, we've got a couple of fun debates. I always say that, but it's yeah, true it's this cool. time really because cool. yeah. we have never debated a car for an O pair. Reiner that's D. That's quite specific. Absolutely. Has, it is. We've debated lawyers, bankers, real estate agents, musicians. I, I There's more categories in there that I'm forgetting, but yep. au pair, we've never debated a car. So <laughs> Reiner D. is writing, he's got a couple of sacred minivans, and he says, what is going to be the third car? There's more to this story. Oh, there's a lot, yeah. But ultimately, the au pair will be driving it. And then we're getting to yes. Aid yep. in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Yes, that's right, Jeddah. He wrote to us about his dilemma between getting a sports car or going off-road. And he's currently Mm -hmm. got a Jeep Mm -hmm. Trailhawk Hemi. He likes it a lot. So there's, of course, a myriad of things we can suggest because of the terrain, the roads out there. Yeah. So we're excited to tackle that one as well. But I do want to dive into this uh, this debate for Reiner. Mm -hmm. He says he currently owns two minivans. And he says, as long as they have three kids in car seats... And they're planning a fourth kid in the very new future. Congratulations, Reiner, and your growing family. You'll have to pry his hands off the Honda Vac vacuum hose before over his dead body. He's not going to give that up. All right. That is a man who loves his minivans. I I think it was a stroke of genius that Honda did this. Nobody else touched it. Nobody (laughs) else said, that was a good idea. We should do one, too, and try to snake sales away. Honda stuck with that, and it's awesome. I have a distant family member.
1: They have four kids. And when they were shopping for their last car the wife of this equation, said to my wife, fully seriously, I've never thought about a minivan, but you know there's one now that has a vacuum in the back? That was her. And that was the only piece of information she had gleaned from the marketing information. Then it worked. This is a woman that had, exactly, this is woman only had ever driven luxury SUVs, and she said to my wife, she said, should I consider, I, I hear there's a minivan out here with a vacuum. This is the reality yeah. of having four kids that are young, and so, actually, in Reiner's case, what he's done is he's got the right tool for the job. And he's going,
0: I'm not giving up the right tool for the job. (laughs) For those of you with central vacuum systems in your homes, I think there should be just a hookup on the outside of your minivan. It plugs into the house system. You vacuum your house. The entire contents of the car gets sucked into the vacuum cleaner all at once. You just come home, plug in your car. And then go vacuum your house, and you, you know your car's getting clean at the same time, right? I think there's also a lot of mid-trip vacuuming going on in a lot of these situations. <laughs> it could like, be. Dang it, you spilled that again. Hang it, on. Is it a wet drive on. on? Do it, we know? It should
1: be. It sh- if it's not, it sh- if somebody missed it's missed usually liquids, I would it, say. Yes, it needs to be all of the above, yeah.
0: All right. So <laughs> before he heard podcast, well, he says 420-ish. I, I can't remember exactly which name, but which number, but he was thinking about... You know, convertibles, larger convertibles, E93 M3s, 2013 Audi S5s. He had just become a big fan of Audi because it felt more adult to him and, you know, it fit the car seats better. Yeah. But he was listening to a podcast where we said a car that is your next car doesn't necessarily need to check all the boxes. It was Mm. actually a recent podcast. It was, yeah, yeah. A couple ago. Yeah. And that changed his headspace immediately to start looking at Audi TTs and 987 Boxsters, and he said 981s are now below 30 grand. It's crazy, isn't it? But they're four times more likely to uh, well, four times more expensive to insure. Of course they are, despite his good driving record. Mm -hmm. And then all that changed. So throw all that out (laughs) because fourth kid is coming, and they now have an au pair who'll be living with he and his wife. And needs her own transportation. Yeah. So as sacred as the minivans are, they decided that the third car should be used by her, not only to chauffeur the kids around, but something that he and his wife are going to look at and go, huh. That's where this is interesting. We like that, too. We want to take yeah. the car. It's Not car. We're not just buying a car for the au pair. Yeah. They want to, you know, on weekends or whatever, yes. the kids are home. They want to go on date night. Yes. Take the car out. Reiner's thought of,
1: hey, I should buy a 987 Boxster is somehow trying to be combined with, I need to let the au pair drive this. And mm-hmm. she's not getting a 987 Boxster. So we're trying to merge those two worlds at once. He's actually said that manual's preferred, but convertible is a must.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So this is very interesting. Actually, what's happened here is that you have by accident created a scenario where your au pair is going to be like, "I hit the jackpot." No
0: kidding. Anyway. No kidding. Well, especially, I mean, you feel like that every time you use your Honda Vac. We know this. You that is, yeah, feel that like really you hit is the jackpot. Yeah, for sure. So it's actually that the two minivans in the garage are a 2015 Toyota Sienna. He says it's the Swagger wagon, but the 2014 Honda Odyssey is the Elite Super Suite. So, two uh, competing. You can't can't see
1: me shaking my head, but I may throw off my headphones. I'm shaking my head a lot. If you
0: like the VAC that much, that actually justifies
1: two Odysseys. Yes, agreed. Why not just two Odysseys? Do you you back the Odyssey up to the open Sienna and just Honda VAC out the back of the Sienna? Oh, world! And if so, can we see that photo?
0: Oh, that's weird. Worlds are colliding. I'm <laughs> the, not sure what to The caption is, that.
1: I just made my Toyota better. The Honda's vacuuming out the Toyota. I'm, tell- I'm just creating marketing you're, fun you're giving here. Honda really what I'm doing. gold here. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so previously owned cars from Reiner are, well, mostly BMWs. Yeah, he's owned four of them. Mostly, well, he's got uh, some M cars in here. He had an M3 convertible from 2003, so the E46 had an 03 BMW M5, super sweet. And he had an 06 BMW 330i. And his first car was a 1997 Chevy Cavalier Z24. There, I remember those, yeah. i, I That's about all I have to say <laughs> they about were, those.
1: They, they were one of those cars, I didn't know cars very well at the time, but they were one of those cars that they turned my head a lot, but not enough I really wanted to go out and get one. Mm-hmm. I always thought that that setup of the, the Cavalier, the Z24 version, was like, they made that look kind of cool. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I did
0: really didn't want one. Reiner, I think I have your car. Do you? We might have a few others that are some driving homework, but Mm -hmm. you suggested that the Mini, the convertible, is the most car you and your wife have ever driven. It's made the way to the top of your list. can be had for under $10,000. Okay, yeah. And he said he and his wife have a bet going on what car they think we're going to recommend. Hmm. I don't think anybody has ever written to us for an au pair, True. and now he and his wife have a bet going. It, well, but there are plenty of people drinking
1: games, and, well, and yeah, half of them are that. wiped out by 10 minutes into the podcast because we have our proclivities. Let's put it that
0: way. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I, I think I have a single car. I think I have a sniper shot. Do you really? That's been a while. But I do want to tell you how I got there. I want to tell you. I like your Cooper convertible. I do like that. Yeah, I see it. Expensive, see it. pretty easy to insure, because let me get this straight, Reiner. It's got to be inexpensive. It's mm. got to be a balance between power and fun and sportiness and beauty for you guys. Yeah. But it's yeah. also got to have room for the kids and have you know low insurance costs, low repair and maintenance costs, and general invisibility, to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be kid proof. You want to be able to hose it out <laughs> or back the Honda up to it. Yeah. Everything's getting
1: honda that's really That's really what's happening in Reiner's life. You're it's getting all Honda-vacked. getting honda Yeah, Don't make me
0: upset. You'll get Honda-vacked. Yep. What does that mean, Dad? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm frightened. <laughs> the car has to be easy to maneuver because you want your au pair to be able to maneuver around town. Okay, And it's got to be a car that you wish you were driving instead of the minivans. And bummed that you let the au pair drive it. You did all that, in the sniper shot? Yes, I did. Because I am astounded. I also want to say one of the, the weird
1: side notes of this is because we're merging his newfound headspace of every car you own doesn't have to do everything, right. I really wonder how much this extra car, and I'm asking, Reiner, and I have, I have cars on both sides of this equation, how much does the car really need to carry kids? Because I kind of feel like the initial inspiration was it doesn't need to carry kids at all. And now that you've added the au pair, it would be helpful if it could
0: carry kids. But I don't get the sense this is the kid hauler, though. Really? I got the impression that it would be the three kids and whoever the au pair is is bombing around town on errands and picking up from school and maybe. sports and after-school activities. I think it needs but I
1: don't think it needs the requirement because of where he started, which was two-seaters just for fun, and the realization that it doesn't have that every car they own doesn't have to do everything. Hmm. So I, I, I picture a lot of like the au pair and one kid. That kind of so thing. So the au pair but gets a minivan and...
0: Reiner gets a well, sweet maybe. new BMW. We'll see where that goes. Anyway, keep going. All right. So I like the Mini because you know, you've know you got the BMW history. Yeah. Mini yeah, fits yeah. right in there. That's great. We acknowledge it. Love it. I thought about Jeep Wranglers. I thought, okay, you can hose that mm, out. Yeah. But yeah, it yeah. isn't really the date night car and you it's can go not. have fun on mountain roads. It's not. Then I wound my way around to Q60 convertibles and Mustang oh, convertibles. Okay, yeah. I thought about big cars. I even thought about a nine eleven convertible, but they're not ten Whoa, grand. They're not really yeah. thirty grand. Mm, yeah. Even 996s. A few are, but you know what I mean. I can't imagine you'd be really cool letting the au pair all around town your kids in a nine eleven convertible. So I went I, to America and I had exactly, to deal with four kids, but exactly. they did give me a nine eleven, so, you know, they all gave things me a considered. Yeah. I even thought about big cars. Okay. I thought about Hyundai's and Genesis G70s and mm. Kia Stinger GT2s. Okay. But then I thought, well that that's too big. It's huge. It doesn't need to be that big.
1: And really not convert- Can you imagine a Kia Stinger convertible? How do you figure that out? Ooh. Does it all fold into
0: the weird hatch? Ooh. Anyway, go mm. on. It's like bringing the 62 Lincoln convertible back.
1: Hmm. The Ford Fairlane where the entire hardtop oh, lifted off gosh. and went into the trunk and the
0: trunk closed. Yeah. <laughs> Automotivebadideas.com. Well, you know, there it is. So the car that is the sniper shot. Okay. Inexpensive. All these things. All right. All right. Fiat 500 Abarth convertible. It's on my list. Is it really? It's on my list. See, Reiner, we don't coordinate our list. We don't tell each other. Nope, nope. It's a surprise for both of us. Yeah. It can be had with manual. Mm -hmm. It can be had automatic. It's... Inexpensive. They're fun to drive. You called it the little dragon in our review when we drove it. Mm -hmm. It's snorty. It's powerful. You can rip it. You can drive it normally. Mm -hmm, There's mm -hmm. space. They're fun. You sit up high. So it is like driving a normal car, it's not a low slung sports car. But what a balance. You can yeah. find them anywhere from 10 grand to 14 grand, depending on year mm-hmm. and mileage, mm-hmm. how much you want to pay, condition. There's a myriad of colors. They're on sale. Check out Auto Tempest. There's a yeah. ton of them yeah, on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I think your car is the Fiat 500 because Bravo. you can Bravo. rip into it. They're fun. They're, they are They're fun. just a they're genuinely laugh. Fun. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be hopefully inexpensive to insure it's not a high dollar sports car where you're gonna be like I'm letting the family out in this thing and i love the easy to maneuver part Mm -hmm. so when the au pair is driving the kids around town there's still a little bit of space i mean hopefully none of them are into big musical instruments like cellos or tubas or you know anything the big stuff well halfway decent back seats in that as well yeah absolutely i think it is the car it's got ah, so much going for it okay they're just a boatload of fun to drive. Easy to maneuver around town. Yeah, see so it. the au pair's got the kids. And they no musical instruments. Hopefully,
1: there's no reason to be precious about that car either. I mean, that. And exactly. here's the thing: I wonder yeah. there may be a dividing line here between the 500 uh, convertible period and the 500 abart convertible. You want the abart, It's much more fun. But get the abart. I don't know what's going to happen if, if insurance is a concern. So I don't know about that, but I, it is on my list. So, bravo on that. That's an excellent sniper shot. I, I see your mini convertible, Reiner. I think that is a worthwhile thing. Uh, some of the, those vary wildly depending upon the generation and its reliability. The one I had, the very early ones, the superchargers, seemed to run if you don't get the CVT automatic. Uh, but then later on when they went to turbos, the first generation of the turbos were money pits. So <laughs> so step carefully through there. So that's, that's in there for sure. Uh, EcoBoost Mustang convertible. Like it. they're just around you can just get one you can get a used one they've been around for a long long enough now that you're also not getting a brand new car that is going to really hit you on insurance those are genuinely fun to drive they are decent power good handling surprising space In that same vein as the 500 you were talking about, this isn't a be-precious car. It doesn't have some really luxurious interior. Just use it. If one of the kids is in the back, the kids are in the back. Great. No problem. You'll have to get a bumper sticker for your car that says, this is not a rental. This is true. Yes, yes. Or you could just get a license plate that says Enterprise, just for fun. Just
0: for fun. Just for fun. fun. Stick a surfboard
1: Uh, out the back or something. (laughs) And then you look like the marketing brief, and then take that photo and send it to Enterprise. Have them pay you. It's perfect. There we go. Free marketing couple more here, two more, actually. One's a wild card. But first off, you have a BMW history that made me think, what about a 2 Series convertible? And I just mean hmm. get the 228. Just get the base 2 Series convertible. That's a car that I think you and your wife would enjoy just, we're going out for date night. Sure, yeah. But the Au Pair drives it. It's not an overly fast BMW. It's not some crazy version of a BMW. It's just the 2 Series. If you get the, it, uh, the M Sport or the Track Pack, one of those two, it actually becomes a Surprising performer that we've had on track and really like. I don't know that that's necessary in your usage, but it is. I mean, it's the eight-speed auto. It's it's a it's a really good car that isn't expensive, especially used. Mm-hmm. It does have small back seats, so if you end up with a situation where she's taking the kids around, perfect. So I think I yeah. think that yeah. Yeah. really like that. when that car's cleaned up and sitting in the in the driveway, and you say to your wife, "Let's take the BMW," that's a treat car. After but at the same time, with the Honda Vac, you back. You see, you see the trend here. It's got to happen. If she takes it and picks up a couple of kids, fine. Yeah, fine. sure. I think it does both really well. But then I'm going kind to of come back to the thing you said here, Reiner, where you realized every car you have doesn't have to do everything.
0: Yeah, and then for you sure. started
1: talking about straight-up two-seaters. I'm asking you this question. Does this car you're looking at need, and I stress need, to carry more than two people? Does it need more than two seats? Is that how it's going to be used? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if it doesn't need more than two seats – Get yourself. They're cheap. They're cheap to insure. They're going to run. It would be special enough for you guys when you just have fun or you, if you want to take a back road, third
0: gen Miata, the NC Miata, power retractable yeah. hardtop. Perfect. I was thinking of that. Although Perfect. I still think it's got to carry all the kids because I don't know the O pair is not going to, if both of them are gone, say during a work day, yeah. kids are not going to be left at home. They're not. But so then you leave pair's a minivan a at home
1: and one of the two kids, one of the two parents takes the Miata. That's the better deal.
0: It's well, yeah, probably Reinhardt snake that thing. You'd think. You'd think. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I, I like it. All right. So, Reiner, you've got some choosing to do. I definitely... I, I like your BMW history. I love the two series that would just, you know, feed into it. it. Continue so continue it, yeah. I, I could see that continuing. I also want to say, get away from that. Go get something different. Mm-hmm. But clearly, you've got driving homework. You need to go drive all these cars and then figure out, all right. So, the question now is... Do you take the au pair to the dealerships? No. Are the three of no. you shopping? Mm-mm. Does the au pair get input into the dealerships? Or no. do you just hand the keys? Here's what you're driving. It's a 500 horsepower, <laughs> let's go make memories kind of car. <laughs> Have at it. Here's my wife's minivan. Here's my minivan. Here's your uh, Lamborghini Huracan. Exactly. Welcome to the family. We're making memories left and right. Thanks for writing to us. If you've got your own debate, everydaydrivertv at at gmail.com. Don't forget to write to us there. And the contact button under the About tab on the right-hand corner of the website when you're perusing the pilgrimage trip and the East Coast meetup. Totally. And the GoFundMe. We'd Mm -hmm. love to get enough coming in so we can go do that. And that is massive amounts of content. We have plans. Yes, we do. Well, we always have more plans than we have time. We're often asked how we find the cars that we recommend to all of you listening. Whether it's local or nationwide, our searches start with Auto Tempest. Instead of searching each car shopping site separately, you can enter all your parameters for the car you're looking for into AutoTempest one time, and then you can search for them all at
1: once. See results from Cars.com, CarsDirect, eBay, and more, or you can jump to AutoTrader or CarGurus without entering anything new. Same parameters, new site. You can even search all of Craigslist. Think about how hard it is to search Craigslist nationwide, one at a time. AutoTempest.com has got you covered there all at once.
0: Auto Tempest can help you find your next new or used car, whether there's a dozen in your neighborhood or two in the country. Plus, the people at Auto Tempest listen to this podcast, and they're always refining the site for more features. They've got research tools, buyer and seller guides, and they're listening to what their users need.
1: So if you're doing your own drive homework, you're chasing your dream car, or just looking to feed the disease, as we are all the time, Autotempest.com is your place to start.
0: We've got folks from around the world who frequently ask us about the roads we shoot on, but they also ask us about great driving roads near them. Now there's an app that will help anyone worldwide discover and share the best driving roads everywhere. Driveline app allows you to easily record and classify your favorite road. You can even mark great pit stops and attach photos and videos if you like. With Driveline, you can follow people in great areas. You can search an area you've never seen, and if you find a route you like, you select Drive It, and you'll be guided to the beginning of a new favorite drive. You can even earn points and patches for your activity
1: on the app. These build up toward actual car giveaways. That's right. As the community grows, Driveline will be giving away cars to members, and your postings and drivings get you entered to win.
0: We've never seen anything like this, and we love the mixture of community and great drives. You can get in early right now to help shape the app and the community as well. Download Driveline to your phone today, start sharing your favorite roads, meet other drivers, and find a new route for your next adventure. Summer is finally here, and with that comes sunshine and blistering hot car interiors. You know, the leather seats that you thought were a great idea until you scald your legs. Luckily, all you
1: need is a custom sunscreen from our friends at Covercraft. They're awesome. They're amazing. These foldable sunscreens fit perfectly in the windshield of your car and keep your car cooler when you're off enjoying the sunshine. These
0: custom sunscreens come in a variety of colors, and they're an affordable and simple way to keep your car cooler in the summer and protected from damaging UV rays all year long.
1: We swear by our custom sunscreens. I I love it. It's one of our very favorite car accessories. Remember, you can get 10% off your car sunscreen by using the code every day right now at Covercraft.com, or you can follow the link from our sponsors page. We've all got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. I've got an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance to that list. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything.
0: All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, yes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance.
1: Having extra money in your pocket might be the most rewarding thing you do today. We're back talking about Saudi Arabia, because that happens every podcast. It does. Aeid has written in, I I will say right now, based on the spelling of your name, we believe it's Aeid. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, I sincerely apologize. Absolutely, yes. But thank you for writing us. From Saudi Arabia, you made the comment where you said, you are not crazy rich. I love that that was like the second sentence of what you wrote us. But you you do have a Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk that you thoroughly, or Trailhawk Hemi, sorry, that you thoroughly enjoy. It's not the full Trackhawk. You have it. You're 24. You do a 15-mile commute each way in this uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee, you, um, yeah, you're crazy about cars, but you're struggling with the fact that the Jeep is something that you can take on your commute. It's not a great commute car, you acknowledge, but then there's easy off-road opportunities pretty close by. If you had a sports car, you're gonna have to drive. 100 or 200 miles to get to really good sports car roads, whereas the 4x4 you can just use pretty close. But you'd like to have a sports car. So this
0: is the crux of this debate. Yeah, he says two years ago when he was buying the Jeep, he was looking at everything from Silverados to Audi S3s, muscle cars, and his budget then was a showroom fresh car for $50,000, and he decided to get this Trailhawk for 46000 He said the reason being that the off-road community in Saudi Arabia is more established because of all the dunes and rock crawling and all sure. this kind yeah, of yeah. stuff, and that's yeah, yeah. what he loves to do, mm-hmm. whereas he said if you have a sports car, you have to drive 200 miles on one straight road before getting to the Curry Roads. And plus, he's got a Harley Davidson touring bike already for the curves. He said, mm-hmm. "So I've got that." But the reason he didn't go for Wrangler, it's that you know far too harsh for the daily commute. So this Trailhawk yeah, yeah, was yeah. a a nice, still off road, but mm-hmm. still comfortable mm-hmm. for the sure. commute. Sure, sure, sure. Which I like. But he's bringing us a couple of options. And keep in mind, he's in Jeddah, so that is the uh, West Coast of Saudi Arabia. So that is near the Red Sea there. Okay. All right. So he says, option one: keep the Trailhawk for three more years and then sell it. And at that point, move on to something like the new Corvette mm. with the engine, he says, for $70,000, which would mean no more off-roading, unfortunately, in those kinds of activities. But he says, I could start a club with you know some of my friends and tour around Saudi Arabia and other countries in the vet. And
1: he could buy a car in one Corvette monetary unit. I'm bringing exactly. it back like, anyway. Yeah, okay, well, that's what you do. You buy one, you vet, just and one buy vet, one unit, vet
0: unit. Yes. Right. Sorry. All right. Second option is keep the Trailhawk and then buy something more entertaining and suitable for his commute and acceptable to hoon around curves. He was mm-hmm. suggesting the Audi S3 again, a Golf R, a Mustang GT convertible, or even the Mustang or Mustang Mercedes A45 or 35. He says whatever the latest one at that point will be. Okay. <laughs> like, it, like it. And he says by the time the Trailhawk is out of warranty, he can go more extreme. He can do. Some some mods, and it currently has the air suspension. He doesn't want to mess with a five-year warranty, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he says, I could even use it for my weekend off-roading trips, and maybe even ship it to his home in Lebanon, and do some camping in the stunning scenery over there, which okay. is an interesting idea. Feels like that car should stay to me. For that reason, yeah. I think it should stay yeah. as well, and here's the crux also, is that he's talking about all of these as new cars mm-hmm. from whatever he does mm-hmm. new cars and he says used cars in Saudi are mostly abused by the sun smell like an ashtray not everybody stores their car indoors yeah. and not everybody cares
1: about their cars it's, it's apparently a very difficult used car market and so it's kind of a stay away used car market and, and think about the fact that has already mentioned his uh, his Jeep he doesn't want to modify right now because he likes the warranty we're talking about a buyer here that he wants to have something he knows it's history and he knows it runs mm-hmm. you add Mm -hmm. That to the questionable used market, so the used stuff's just out. There's a weird twist on the used thing that I want to bring up later.
0: Okay, but that is interesting
1: that we are shopping new here. Where'd you go?
0: Well, he has talked about transmissions, and he said he tried finding a nice 997 as a weekend car, but Mm -hmm. it's all PDKs, and he wants a manual over here. Okay, all right. And he said, you know, if he gets a 997, he's not planning on parting ways with it. And he says manuals last forever. Automatics always age and are complex to maintain and fix. Modern cars are better than that, I would say, but I do do get your point. And so I gave you three types of cars with three completely different transmissions. Good, all right. So it's almost transmission driving homework. Interesting. Okay, good, good, good. A little bit different. And they're all new cars. I like your C8 Corvette. I do like that idea. I I think think once they are used, they're going to be snapped up in droves. I. I'm really curious to see what happens to enthusiast drivers once a couple years off a mm-hmm. lease, those start to appear. I think, I think the prices are going to remain pretty high just because of popularity. Well, and I'm worried
1: about the GTR problem. I'm worried. Which is? Let me unpack that for a minute because we've already heard that year two of the C8, C8 uh, tangent, by the way, warning. We've already heard that C, uh, year two of the C8 is going to be more expensive than year one.
0: Think yeah, about the GTR. Well, yeah. It came out, and every year it was more expensive.
1: <laughs> I don't think Corvette's going to do it like Nissan is. I mean, right now, if you buy like a Nismo GTR, it's like a two hundred thousand dollar car. Hmm. The base one is already at a hundred. They started at what sixty, uh, but I'm wondering if over the first five years of the C8's life, every year it's going to have a little bit of an uptick, and so you know, in the in five years, it's going to be a seventy thousand dollar car to start. Mm-hmm. Now that still would be. Don't please don't get me wrong. That's still a bargain. But I'm wondering what's going to happen. I'm also wondering because, let's be honest, first years of new cars on all new platforms are often the cars to avoid. So mm-hmm. will the C8 Corvette have some sort of thing discovered? The Focus RS, perfect example. Great car. Mm-hmm. But sure. the very early builds had that head gasket issue. Yeah. True. So, will the C8 have that thing that is the first year thing where everybody goes, Oh, we got to fix that. And then you want the second year and on. And then that means the first year, coming full circle to where you started, that means the first year C8s will be available for a song if you can
0: tolerate X. Interesting. Huh, by the way, Aida, I have a family personal connection to Saudi Arabia through my uncle he 's an ophthalmologist has been operating on eyes for forty seven years. And still is an ophthalmologist up in San Luis Obispo. Okay. And he had part of his training in the early 80s at King Khaled uh, Eye Hospital in Riyadh. Mm. Oh, wow. And my cousins grew up in Saudi Arabia there. My aunt taught college level courses there. Interesting. And so just seeing their family photos and my uncle bombing around the desert in Nissan Patrol. He was, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, doing the off road thing. And so just. You know the stories that I've heard, and you know just their their growing up experiences there were amazing to hear about. That sounds cool. And uh, so I feel like I've got this personal connection to you there, which is interesting. But I want to give you this drive transmission homework. Okay, good, good. And I'm starting with a Honda Civic Type R because mm, okay, I'm thinking keep your Jeep at this point. I think you so said too. I think so too. You yeah. know, you know it. You want to wait till after the warranty's out, and then yeah, you can go yeah, crazy yeah. on off roading, which sounds like a big part of your life. Yeah. And it sounds like a big yeah. part of everybody's life who lives there in some form or another. Yeah. I mean, you just, you get out Certainly and go and enjoy if you're the scenery.
1: an enthusiast of some kind, yeah. I think you need your four by four and it sounds like you've got one you like and you know the history. So I, I, I see keeping it as well. Yeah.
0: So for that reason, I say keep the Jeep, but you didn't give us a particular budget if you do. Mm-hmm. And both options seem to be you're kind of alluding, you know, I think about keeping this, but we don't quite know. And so therefore, I'm trying to keep the budget lower okay. than okay. going, you know, 50 or 70 or, you know, one C8 Corvette. One C8 monetary monetary unit. unit, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about the Honda Civic Type R. Okay, and like yes, new, they're $35,000, $36,000. Mm-hmm. Okay, so still fairly reasonable for a fun, genuine sports car. Yeah, yeah does completely, sports completely. car kinds of things. It does look yes, like yes. one, but it, it sure kind of is. So manual transmission on them. Mm-hmm. One of the best out there right now, and it's okay. available. Like okay. It. The second choice, and I looked hard, drive the new Renault Megane RS. Interesting. All right. You All right. have a Renault dealership in Jetta. Hmm. Looked it up. This is the new 1.8 liter turbo with a six-speed dual clutch auto, and it's got four-wheel steering. Uh-huh. It's kind of the competitor to the Civic Type R, but That's it's got the dual clutch. a lot of clutch. tech. It's got the Alcantara sports seats, Apple CarPlay. You can have it in orange tonic or Sirius yellow. Bring it. Colors. And Colors are our friend. Yeah. By the way, I. the Trophy R version of that car, that is the current front-wheel drive lap time record holder at the ring. Sweet little chunk of hatch meat. It is... <laughs> Awesome! Fuck. I want to drive this car. F1 inspired. I'm not sure what part of it is F1 inspired. Sorry. Sweet little chunk of hatch meat. Hatch meat. We've talked about hatch meat before. I know we have, but wow. Okay. Sweet car. All right. And All right. like I said, you've got a, a Renault dealer I across was the street you from said the your tires dealer. There you go. In Jetta. So you have the opportunity to go to drive this car. So again, six-speed dual clutch. But then if you want something that feels like a dual clutch, it's a brand new car. It is a sports car. It's okay. the new Supra. Ooh. It's an automatic. Yeah, all now, right. the problem is the first two cars are probably far cheaper than a Supra will be. Yes. The problem agreed, with agreed. it. I mean... The is going to be close to that C8 monetary uh, yeah. unit, yes. Yeah. I bought a Supra for c C8 money? Yeah. Anyway, money yeah, unit. frightening. What, what kind of... Coins are these C8 monetary. Like we said before, I think it's a bill. I think it's a, no, because
1: nobody wants to carry coins anymore. I think it's a bill that has the amount of C8 is actually shown on the bill. It's okay. got the space for a full profile, but if it's a quarter of a C8, you only have, like,
0: just past <laughs> right. the first axle. It's like transparent Mylar bill, and just then about, you just see yes, the it's how ridiculous. much of it.
1: We've spent way too much time on that joke. It's been over multiple <laughs> podcasts,
0: and to the audience, I both uh, I tip my hat and apologize all at once. <laughs> no kidding. All right. So those three cars, those are transmission driving homework. Mm -hmm. You've got access to all of them. Obviously, the Supra is more expensive. And so I admit that. But I just wanted you to at least feel that car and feel what a surprise. It's not a dual clutch. Mm -hmm. This is an automatic, and look how good they've gotten. It's excellent. It's excellent. To your automatic point is, yes, they can operate as both, but they're not going to feel just, you know, uh, it's slow. It's, you know, just kind of an old-style automatic. It's really crisp. It's really great. It's funny that you say
1: Supra, because on my list is BMW Z4. No kidding? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think I think that's a real contender here. I think it is the opposite of what he currently owns. It does the automatic thing. It has a convertible. That We, we just have this piece that's coming up. It's the 718 uh, Boxster versus that Z4. That's episode yeah, six of right. season five. That's, that's a week away or so. And that's got me thinking about that Z4, and I just thought, also— other other places than here you can get it with the 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 2.0 and the manual or at least they're thinking about the manual.
0: Yeah, true. That's So true. you may
1: even be able to have that discussion. Now, I don't know where the price points lands. We're not certain on your budget here, but I thought Z4 is a compelling option here.
0: I mean, it's going to be up there. We know that. Even the manual it will will be. Will still be It expensive. will be, but
1: and, and, but you know, if you got the small engine and the and the and the manual, you might. That's really right, fine because that's going there.
0: to be available worldwide, whereas it might not be available in North America. But yeah, you yeah. might have access I, to I,
1: it. I, I don't know. That's that's kind mm. of my question. I really like your hot hatchbacks. I want to step back real quick because he did bring up the uh, Audi S3 and the Golf R. Look, those are fantastic commute cars. They're fast, fun commute cars. I don't think if, you're, if your desire is to buy sports car, it feels like a sports car, I don't think those two go far enough. I don't think the Audi S3 and the Golf R are straight up sports car enough. Now, yeah. if you said to me, yeah. I want a commute car, and you're, you're on the, I feel like you're on the edge of this discussion. I want a commute car that's also fun. S3 and Golf are excellent choices for that. Sure. So sure. how commute-friendly are you wanting to go? You obviously are wanting to get, hopefully, out of the Jeep and into something more cute, commute-friendly. Those are good choices there. But you definitely have this sports car bent by things like the C8 and the Mustang GT. That says to me, those aren't sports car enough. Mm, so sure. that's why I like the Z4. It is sports car enough. There's nothing wrong with the Mustang GT convertible. Uh, you obviously already like American cars, so that's kind of cool. That's a great alternative. That the Mustang GT's got genuine power. It just has it power. Does, it does, and it would run. Now your gas mileage would probably only be slightly better than your Jeep. So I don't know <laughs> yeah, that it's well, I, in the world from of a commuting, commute standpoint. You're thinking in the world of commuting. GT? I don't know that it's that much better, but it's still a, a very solid car. That's also a really it's good. Be choice, comfortable though. It's it will be great for sure. For that commuting. BMW Z4 really sticks in in my brain here for this discussion. But I have a weird side note here, fried Okay. All right. He has a, his last paragraph of this email. He talks about how he pursued getting a 997. Right. That's weird right. to me because the paragraph before it, he talks about no used cars.
0: That's a good point. So here's point. my
1: question. I, and, and I'm asking I'm this question to find the balance genuinely. here. Are Porsches different kinds of used cars in Saudi Arabia? I'm wondering if they oh. are. I'm wondering if mm. somebody is selling a Porsche. It hasn't gone through the ringer like the typical used car masses have. People keeping them nice, are you saying? That's what I'm wondering. Oh. Because he's already clearly considered a 997, and the reason he didn't is because he doesn't want a PDK.
0: Okay. So that okay. makes me go
1: I'm wondering if Porsches and Porsche ownership in that part of the world is the exception to the used car problem.
0: I mean, I would like to think uh, all sort of You'd love hot to think sports You'd cars love are to think in that, that but, I but I don't But I don't think up. that's
1: the case across the board in pretty much any country. But I'm wondering yeah. if because of your interest in the 997 and how you just kind of stated it as something you've already looked at, made me go, but that's only used, so are those an exception to the rule? Which brings me around to shop 911s. Hmm. If, hmm. if those are getting treated better, I think you should take a serious look. Because it is obviously it's the commutable sports car, yeah. You can commute all day yeah. long, but you can have a lot of fun with it. And if you are entertaining uh, transmission homework, have you driven a PDK? You said you don't want a PDK. That's a good have point. you driven a PDK? Yeah, I agree. they are excellent. I agree. I agree. The manual's better, but. The PDK is excellent. I think if Porsches are the exception to the used car rule, I, I do as much as I'm not the Porsche guy. I do think you should look around in that regard.
0: It's a good point. i really appreciate your email. Write to us with whatever you end up doing. We'd love to hear what uh, what your scenario brings and. And uh, if we're on point or if you find something else that hits your hot button, we'd love to hear that. And uh, for all of you listening, write to us your car conclusions as well. We're going to be featuring those a lot more, even mm-hmm. if we don't get to your debate and something we said has inspired you and you went and test drove something and got something. Yeah, we yeah, would love yeah. to hear that. We'll definitely include that as part of our car conclusions podcast episodes. Jump into social media questions here. Question from Hayden Hughes says if a car friend buys a Tesla Uh-oh. goes full shill. Uh oh! <laughs> Off the deep you end. Just,
1: you've run into a stadium of rakes, my friend. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna. I'm just gonna sit here and watch you navigate this. Good luck. <laughs> I'm gonna do my best, Hayden. Okay. All is right. it possible to bring them back over the edge? And if not, ooh, controversial statement. Were they not much of a driving enthusiast in the first place? Yes. That is that is delicate, sticky, thin ice right mm, there. Yeah. Yeah. Hayden, the. Uh, Formula E series is gaining in popularity. Yes. Many car manufacturers, including Porsche, are now competing in Formula E. They've announced their entry into Formula Mm -hmm. E, not only for, you know, it's not just the, hey, everybody's doing it factor. It's just like at the top levels of any race team or racing series. They're looking at it from a research and development standpoint. So Porsche has left Le Mans and joined Formula E with their own electric race car. Now, if I said that to you, back at you, if somebody buys a Tycon and is mm. fully off the edge over their Tycon, were they much of a driving enthusiast in the first place? Well, they're now driving a Porsche. Is the question different because it's a Tesla? So therefore I say no, they're they're they were absolutely a driving enthusiast, and they can be, mm-hmm. and a friend of the show, Brandon, whose Tesla Model Three we drove for one of yes. our episodes yes, against yes. the Chevy Bolt. Mm-hmm. He's a race car driver. He has yeah. a GT3 build. His brother runs a German car service shop. They are a family of drivers and enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah He yeah. has done a lot of tracks. He's competed in NASA. He's a driving enthusiast. I think he's still got his twin turbo 997 I think he does too. Yeah, at yeah. this point. And he wants to be in his Tesla Model 3. He's actually on his second Model 3. Now, the yeah, one yeah, with the, the dual the motor. One. Yeah, yeah. So, he, he loves his Model 3. And actually impressively teslas are doing well they're starting to be considered more in race series we know of a guy in utah who's starting to put together rules for electric cars competing mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. nasa series they're starting to enter people into are, the consciousness people are showing up at autocrosses in model threes and throwing down because what about you've future got that electric cars torque yeah. that are competing and then they'll start winning and then the rest yeah. of us you know internal combustion engine gearheads are going wait what what do you know that we don't so therefore I say not at all they're absolute enthusiasts and there's absolute enthusiasts at any level mm. Of and and owning, I mean, sure, people own Porsches for the wrong reasons. Sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we think, oh, you're a true enthusiast. No, you're not. As expensive, and you bought it for the badge, and you just wanted a flashy. <laughs> you're right. Car, you're right. Well, that's well, the wrong. I, I had a three series before, and now
1: I've gotten a raise, so what I'm supposed to get is either a Porsche or a Range Rover. Yeah. My wife has the Range Rover, and I bought the Porsche. That's really the exactly. progression in Los
0: Angeles, right exactly. there. Also has to be silver or black. Anyway, you're yeah. never an enthusiast. You're just fronting. You're just. Putting up a front. I like it. Yeah, I, that was the wrong reason. And on the other end of the
1: spectrum, we've talked about this before, the car you drive doesn't define whether or not you're an enthusiast. You're going to be an enthusiast in any car on the planet. Absolutely. But I will say this. Here's the, here's the place that I don't agree with you. Even we are, again, we're looking at rakes all around. <laughs> Just When carefully. someone buys a Tesla mm-hmm. and now all other cars are terrible, no other car matters, nothing is as good as this, I like Tesla automobiles. They make some impressive stuff. So do many other automakers. And I,
0: I feel that way if you buy I, I agree if, with you on that. A, That's not indicated here in his it's message. It's not.
1: But I but I'm just I'm wondering where, where's the line here? Because you know, you can have that guy with Mopar guys or Ford guys where yeah. nothing else matters. It's like, come on folks, let's sure. broaden our horizons a bit. Sure. And I have noticed that with some Tesla owners that when they say buy a Tesla, nothing else matters. They don't want to talk about it. There's no other car in the universe. Uh, now, now, to me, you're stretching your enthusiast
0: cred. Well, I agree with that because as more car manufacturers offer electric cars, then that same feeling is there. I mean, yes, Teslas are programmed to get that max acceleration, so that other electric cars might not have that feature. Okay, fine, yeah. but they'll still do all the things the Tesla does, mm-hmm. just in a different way. So, will you say, ah, I'm all about Etrons? Audi is the best car company. They're the best. I'm never buying any other because Audi, because my e-tron. No... No. Interesting. There's others. So it's not just Tesla. It's the feeling of electric and electrification. Maybe, but Tesla's got their own bent in the way they that do things. They have things, their association. And that, sure. has,
1: that has certainly, in sure. some people, it has is, it is closed off all consideration of all other vehicles than something that has Tesla back.
0: Hayden, I think those are the questions that have to be tested. Those are the, the toe in the pool that yeah, you have to yeah, sort yeah. of test with your friend. But hopefully, yeah, we can consider anybody a driving enthusiast who buys the cars for the right reason, whatever it is. Yeah. Or you buy whatever
1: car you can afford, but you love to drive. I think that's all good. Speaking of, I have the car I can afford and I'm an enthusiast. Jared on Facebook had this question. He said, as a young guy getting into the hobby, being a car enthusiast, he does not own an enthusiast car. Mm. He doesn't know how to drive manual. The car he wants. sounds like it's rear wheel drive, 500 horsepower and manual. So he's going, wow. Uh, Bridge the gap for me now. now Jared, here's the thing: <laughs> is there a bridge that can be built? No, slowly, 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 like all bridges. That's a tall, they're built over time, swaying, dangerous bridge with a chalk stone. They're built over time. It's <laughs> gonna take. It's gonna take a time. Well, here, here's the thing: yes, you should not be sitting around trying to figure out how to get into your four, 500 horsepower monster. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. You don't say what you drive, but you do say you do not have an enthusiast car, and you don't know how to drive manual. I think uh, that that this is what that tells me. I'm reading in, but it tells me you probably have something very average and front-wheel drive. Hmm. That's what that tells me. You probably have got not to pick on it, but Corolla or a Versa or a you know a, a Mazda three, something that's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and and but it's front-wheel drive. It's not supposed to be an enthusiast car. You drive it, it's good. You need to get something cheap, light, manual, and rear-wheel drive. And low power, I'm looking at Miatas, I'm looking at 86s, I'm looking at at these kind of cars. I don't know what kind of budget you're dealing with. I don't know when you can make a jump like this. You need to buy something cheap, light, rear-wheel drive, and manual. And just, here's the thing, all of those is going to educate you so much as a driver. Absolutely. You don't need the power. To be an enthusiast. You don't need the power to learn how to drive a a car well, to learn cornering. Here's the thing. If you're, if you're, you don't even say what it is, but if your dream car is 500 horsepower, you better bring skills. Forget manual for a second. Forget manual. You put your foot down at the wrong time with the wrong steering angle coming out of a corner and 500 horsepower. It'll be you versus tree. Yeah, Okay. For so sure. So you need to to come already aware of those dynamics and what you're dealing with. So I think you need to get something that is these Miatas, these 86s, this kind of thing that gets you dedicated rear-wheel drive, low-power, manual,
0: learn, get better, build a progression. Tyler Nellig, thank you for addressing the elephant in the room. Mm. He writes to us with the question here. First of all, a statement. Toyota is seeking a partner for the new mid-engine MR2. Oh, yeah. We think they are. Of course, we don't, you know, we're not privy to all these car manufacturers' plans, but we've heard enough of the rumors, just like you have, Internet where speculation the, the MR2 yes. is apparently coming back, right? Supposedly. And, and they have said, we'd love to do some sort of collaboration with Porsche. Well, Toyota only wants to do collaborations.
1: They've made that clear in their sports That's cars. That's true. Very yeah. true.
0: Good point. How is Lotus not the obvious choice? <laughs> He'd take a rebadge next-gen Elise called the MR2... All day long. Sure. Not to mention they've got the history of working together. Of course they do. Mm. He figures this would be obvious, and you're right. It is absolutely obvious. Lotus, for a a long time, contracted out their engineering services to many companies for components and just that. So, absolutely, I can see the collaboration, but I'm going to speculate for just a moment. With everybody listening, do you think that things have changed now that Lotus has money? They are now owned outright by Geely. Mm -hmm, Do -hmm. you think, just like Volvo, they've got money now, and they don't need to report to anybody, they don't really need to collaborate with anybody because that's what Lotus is known to do. They had to collaborate with people just to get their products to market. They don't have to do that anymore. Mm, Interesting point. What if Lotus and their new leadership and their new money have allowed them to go make new products? I'm not saying they're gonna be designing and building their own engines. Mm but they've got the money to do it now. Fair. fair and fair. they're part of a family that includes Volvo and Geely, and they've got those resources already to lean on more so than the BMW Supra. BMW is, and you know, they're just independent. Part of it is still family owned as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah. yeah, So BMW is just BMW. And for them to create the sports car, Toyota is just Toyota. I get it. That's, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of had to lean on Interesting. each other. Okay. Yeah. But Geely a large company. They've got, A lot of money. They've got the collaboration resources already going. And Lotus might say, we're going to take Lotus in a new direction as Lotus.
1: And I also think that Lotus's focus right now is just what you just said. The Avaya is a great example. But Lotus is trying to reestablish themselves as a player that makes cars that are their cars. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. generally, people don't have any idea what Lotus makes. I mean, if you're an enthusiast, you do. But what are you listing? You're listing off a couple of sports cars. The Elise that you can't get here anymore, but hey, guess what? They're thirty grand. I mean, I'm in that camp. And then there's the Evora, which nobody buys, but man, it's good. Yeah, sure. That's why we're having discussions about a midsize SUV and a hyper car and these kind of things. Lotus needs to establish their own lineup that people are like, did you know Lotus makes stuff? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So that, that right there is a good a good part of it, too. I'd be very curious to see if that alignment happened, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too.
1: Derek Miller said, "What's the better solution for an extra garage storage?" Scissor lift? drive on four-post or simple two-post. I think you need a drive-on four-post lift. I'm with you. It's the simplest. There's I mean, look, I'm thinking about little hands weirdness in sure, the scissor lift sure it's the simplest it's the solid it's solid it's, they're not that expensive i think they're like 3500 grand you can just get a drive-on four post yeah you can yeah. It, honestly i have looked at the roof of my garage many times and gone should i but i have <laughs> stuff stored on the roof which is a problem plus i have a climbing wall so it doesn't really work but right. i've thought about that four post lift you get that car four or five feet in the air you got two cars parked Ooh, that sounds yeah.
0: awesome yeah it does David Best says he's got a 1984 Pontiac Parisienne that belonged to his oh, grandmother wow. Oh, wow. as he was growing up. The car is clean, great condition. He has an extremely strong sentimental attachment to it, but he keeps having ideas about replacing it with a cheap track car. Mm. How have we judged when it's time to let go of an emotionally important car? David, my uh, Expedition review is shot. It is not yet edited, but Look at that. the Expedition is sentimental to me, too. Mm-hmm. But I would say your relationship with your grandmother and the memories you have with her are more important. And how much use out of that Pontiac are you going to be getting? Does Mm -hmm. it just sit at this point? Maybe you drive it, maybe it's clean and it drives Mm -hmm. and you, you know, the smells and the sights and the sounds, it takes you back. I do get that. But could you also attach that same sentimentality to a cheap track car, knowing that she supported your hobby, she supported Mm -hmm. you and your growth and, wanting to do what's right for you. So could that be an approval you give yourself? Permission, essentially, to say, you know what, she would have wanted me to do this. She would have supported me in this decision, and I bet you she would have loved it if I got this and, you know, oh my gosh, now this new chapter of my life is Mm. supported by my Mm. grandmother. I'm track racing now in this track car, and she would have loved it, and I would have loved her to be here doing that, but it, it depends. I get it, but... It's not in the category of, you know, some rare, super expensive, auction-worthy sort of car.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's only worth a lot because of its sentimental value. Certainly. So I say, if you can think, all right, she'd give me permission and she'd approve and, you know, the family generally agrees, it's, you know, let it be a family decision. Let it, you know, open it up, open up the floor to your whole family and then where do you guys stand? And then maybe you can go into this new venture and start a new chapter with your life. Interesting.
1: Interesting. That's good. Ryan Stamp on Facebook. As Everyday Driver brand grows, if we could make a financial case, would we ever add written automotive journalism department? Mm. Actually hire up a staff and do articles. Honestly, Ryan, I love to write. I wish I could do. At times, I've started down this road and never been able to complete it consistently because there's lots of edit to do. I would love to do a piece a week, a written piece a week. I just – I thoroughly enjoy that. I would love there to be uh, a steady lineup of Everyday Driver written content. The problem is it's one of bandwidth, and you brought it up, financials. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The written content, it's difficult to monetize that well. And then you have to actually have people that are writing it, people that are reviewing it. Now, Paul and I, even if we're not writing it, we need to oversee on some level. Mm -hmm. All of that takes the time. In in a short the short answer here, Ryan is sure. Uh, we we want to make this brand as big as we possibly can. We we believe it is much bigger than us. Um, you guys listening prove that it's bigger than us. All of our patrons and everybody on Discord proves that it's bigger than us. I love that. I would love to expand it like crazy. What I find funny is when you really expand, you make a magazine. <laughs> Remember those magazines that 20 years ago, nobody's going to read a magazine anymore. And now when you get really big, you make it, you come off That's the web true. and you make a magazine.
0: You realize that both Red Bull and Airbnb have magazines. <laughs> this is how you know you made it. You Oprah keeps magazine. making the cover of her own magazine. Isn't it crazy how she's
1: on the cover of her magazine again? Good for her. Don't understand how yeah, she does weird. that. Yeah, it's weird. Ultimately, I think it would be great to have steady written content. I mean, as we get more and more cars and have more and more people, I think there may be more opportunity for it. I'd love to write some stuff. I I write every now and then for uh, for the show. I write otherwise, obviously. So I think it would be great, but it's just about having the bodies, the time, and the money.
0: Ken Caked says, is having a destination as important as the car you're driving? He gets the most joy out of cars when he's using them. Absolutely. And, you know, I agree with you. Having a destination is great. If you've got, you know, even if it's just you and a friend or just you and you've got a destination for lunch or you've got an errand to run and you're going to take the long way, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But if you've got a great car and you're giving yourself, hey, I've got the next 90 minutes to go do my favorite road or this Mm. new route, whatever that is, and I'm going to be back by this time and I'm just going to enjoy. And I'm going to give myself... A uh, a self-imposed rule. I'm not going to think about everything that's going on in my life right now. I'm just going to go enjoy. I'm going to look at scenery. I'm going to stop, take a breath at the, you know, halfway point, and you're just giving yourself a, a little corral to uh, to just enjoy. That can be as exciting as anything. But mm-hmm. it is nice to have. Like, all right, we're going to go have a great lunch after a two-hour drive, and yeah, that's always great. But you know, I, I do think you know, just having a, a great car, just the road. I think that can be just as cathartic as anything. You can, you can drive a road like that in a not great car, and it can still be fantastic.
1: Because yeah. it's no yeah. traffic. It's, not, it's great scenery. You can do that in the minivan with the Honda Vac going. And it's <laughs> much more therapeutic. Uh, let me put it to you this way. With the Honda Vac going? Let, let me put it really? to you this way. You're in a minivan with the kids in the back driving one of our favorite roads. Hmm. Or you're in, I'm going to go even more interesting. You're in the Ferrari Mondial Ooh. on the 405.
0: Oh, you're taking the
1: van, aren't you?
0: Darn it, I'm taking See? the van. See, I want that Mondial. That Mondial is a soft spot. That I know. Is... That's why I went there. Oh. That was
1: exposed flesh right there, yeah, buddy. <laughs> but that's the Aww, thing. Man. Look at those two scenarios. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> nice. what you wanted is the Mondial on the Great Road. But if you had to be in the minivan on the Great Road versus the 405 and the Mondial, you're like,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll take the van. I'll take the vacuum car. Darn it. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for your questions. We apologize we cannot get to everything, but hopefully for future podcasts. So keep writing to us. We love these social media questions, stuff that's on your mind. It's really cool. Some good Topic Tuesdays are popping up. There's a lot of good stuff. Thank you, guys. Great Topic Tuesdays. We're definitely looking forward to next time. As always, cheers, everyone.